Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there, my very good friends on today's wrestling news. Brian Danielson kicks Colt Cabana's tooth out on AEW Dynamite. CM Punk and MJF drop multiple references to WWE on Dynamite. Ric Flair shoots hard on WWE, saying he would never work for this person. And an update on Johnny Gargano's WWE contract status. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is the news. Ah, uh, Colt Cabana lost a tooth on oh. Dynamite, did he? Uh, <laughs> uh, Brian Danielson on the show had promised to kick his effing head in. He ended up kicking some teeth out of his mouth, or maybe it was just a crown. It looked like a crown. You dropped it? this, King. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like a crown um, when it was sitting there on the mat after the match. Um, unclear where exactly it came out, but it was probably when he was stomping on his bloody face. Yeah. So <clears throat> the match existed as a part of the wider program between Paige Hangman Page and Brian Danielson. Danielson wants to beat up the Dark Order for fun in the build to it. Uh, we got the C Cabana match last night in Chicago. Tooth was there at the end. Danielson obviously won uh, and he was holding it in his palm afterwards going, hey look, look what I did to you, Colt Cabana. <laughs> Hangman Page came down afterwards. Uh, it's just it's fun visual, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's threatened to beat up other members of the Dark Order. Where are they next week? Atlanta? Yeah, I, I believe, believe so. so yeah. Uh, he said there's a couple of them from there and I'll, I'll kill both of them. <laughs> I'll kill everyone in the Dark Order, basically. I also like the fact that he was, I think it was in an interview recently, he said, no, it's not a heel turn. It's just me being me. I'm, I'm just I'm you're, just, a, you're a git then, yeah. if, I, if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> Brian Danielson. <laughs> um, but yes, it is slowly escalating something that started with... Yeah, him trying to be amicable towards the world champion, yeah. but we all knew that was never going to happen. And the fact that they've, uh, we've talked about this before, the fact that they've established so many different ways that Brian Danielson can finish a match showcases the danger that he possesses, not only for the world title, but also, yeah, tearing through the Dark Order and hurting quite a lot of them. And we saw last week, he had Evil Uno beat and he went, now I'm going to put him in a submission hold rather than just pin him. Um, beat the crap out of Colt Cabana. Uh, great to hear the reaction that Colt got back in Chicago. Yeah. We'll talk more about that in a second when we get to CM Punk. He's going to book himself an appointment with Britt Baker. Yeah. Uh, Poor guy. Poor guy. Well, let's hope it was just a crown because... Yeah, it looked like a, it looked like a crown. Yeah, like, fingers crossed, but still, a, a hell of a visual, like Somebody let Dan Housen know about this. Yes, that's, indeed. That's <laughs> um, let's continue talking about AEW Dynamite, because there was an epic fire promo off 
between MJF and CM Punk to kick off the show. A 20-minute opening promo. I thought this was AW, not WWE. Uh, but still, <laughs> I'm joking, comment section. Come on. Hey, what? Cool. Uh, look at this page. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> bit like I never wear WWE shirts. Um, Literally every day. Yeah. But anyway, yes, there was a lot of references to WWE dropped in this promo. I really enjoyed it. A it lot of people really have been yeah, talking it about really it on Twitter good. today. Uh, we even got a Twitter question we'll get to about it. Um, Punk described MJF as a, quote, less famous Miz, which got a great, like, oh, uh, yeah. reaction from everyone that in the crowd. Really and really uh, the same response sort of followed when Miz came back. It was Miz, Jesus Christ. When MJF's apologies to Maxwell came back and described CM Punk as PG Punk, and he said he <laughs> might as well be out here preaching hustle, loyalty, respect. <laughs> Love that line. Uh, and later, MJF, who was just milking it from the Chicago Such crowd, um, he just said that uh, CM Punk, you know, he's from the second city and he's always been second best throughout his career, whether it was the, whether if it was the you can't see me man or the king of kings, you were never up to snuff. Triple H, he said. Triple H reference. It's good. It's good stuff. I, it was just epic, this. And uh, in two weeks, this feud has gone from, oh, that'd be nice if they eventually did it, yeah, yeah to white hot. Yeah. Arguably more hot than than Paige and Danielson, and that's great mm -hmm. as well. It's a, It was just a tremendous segment. It wasn't the best episode of Dynamite. No. Um, as a whole, which I'll dive into in my review article on the website. Check that out. Um, but this segment was really good, really good. Really smart of them to kind of play on Punk's past with two controversial figures from his past in particular. In and Triple references H. UFC career. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, just lots of really good barbs. I really like the way MJF started grabbing low-hanging fruit and just calling him old and stuff. And then it transformed into this whole other beast when Punk called him a knockoff Miz. And I particularly like that line coming from Punk because that comparison is typically made by the bad faith act. Like, people on Twitter who the first heel they ever saw was The Miz. <laughs> the only flashy, like, chicken sh heel yes, they've exactly. ever seen is The Miz. Like, that kind of character never existed before in pro wrestling. Who say that MJF is that, and Punk knows it's a bad faith argument mm -hmm. and kind of an asshole point, but he did it to be an asshole. It's good stuff. It's wonderful. It's good stuff. Honestly, if you've not watched it, go back and watch. Like I said, Dynamite, I agree with you, Andy. It was a bit all over the place yeah. last night. Um, although I did really enjoy that Chicago crowd chucking the well, uh, bait. What is the word? Weight belt. I'll get yeah. there at the end. Chucking it back I, in the main event to Cody. Maybe we need to stop throwing that belt in the crowd because that yeah. almost clocked Aubrey in the head. Yeah, let's. Like, but still, uh, without a doubt, that the highlight of the show was that opening promo off between the two of them. So go and watch that if you get a chance. Good stuff. All right, we're going to talk about Ric Flair. Woo Nation. Woo. Second week of podcasting. And it opened with uh, an explosion, pretty much. Yeah. Rick just is uh, shooting hard coming out of all this. Uh, so the, the whole thing kicks off and Mark Madden like asks him about some recent tweets. Uh, they go over a bunch of different things. At one point, Rick said, I've made more money from the first week of podcasting than I did in my entire first year of wrestling. Same, same for me, actually. Yep, yep, me that's too. True. That's true for me as well. I've made more money in podcasting <laughs> than I ever did in wrestling. So. I'd like to introduce Rick to my friend Pinocchio at some point. <laughs> uh, he, he went on a bit, said that he'd never held talks with AEW. He's not hurting for money. He's not looking for work. Um, there was obviously rumors of AEW, but he says he's never spoken to Tony Khan about it. Uh, he had previously told Vince McMahon that he would never work for the competition unless WWE did some really stupid stuff. 
And now, WWE have done some really stupid stuff. No, surely me. not. What? How could they? Um, but the real meat of this interview is him just kind of going in on WWE. He's talking about having his woo removed uh, from, you know, the little vignette they play at the start of the show is replaced by the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> yeah. List, the list of people I'd rather be replaced by is endless. I get um, why they replaced the woo, but picking yes. Warrior. Yes. Not exactly like, oh, well, we'll get rid of this person for good bad things, but Warrior, he's fine. Absolutely, and we should be making clear that, you know, Ric Flair has been accused of some really disgusting stuff, so yeah. we're not, you know. Uh, but you know our thoughts on that, we've covered that extensively. Um, so he goes on a little bit saying he could never work for Nick Khan in his entire life. He says, Vince McMahon I could work for, but Nick Khan, who's the guy who orchestrated taking me off the show. I've got my facts together. Uh, Nick Khan orchestrated taking the woo off. Uh, he would never work for him in a million years. Uh, Rick said, the big difference between Tony Khan is that Tony respects me, uh, as does Vince. Nick Khan has none. He's a disrespectful man, Nick Khan. Uh, I talked to Vince, I got no problems with Vince. He just knows I won't come back. And he continued, there's even more here. Uh, this is a pretty big allegation. Uh, let me just tell you something else that should not shock the world. When I saw that they took me off the opening and all that for whatever reason, uh, I call it a lack of respect. Some people said to me, Rick, how do you feel about that? I said, well, after they asked me to sign off my intellectual property to them while I was on life support, nothing that company does surprises me. So, it's Ric Flair, man. It's Ric Flair, obviously. Um, accuses some pretty terrible things that were resurfaced in the recent uh, discussion of the Dark Side of the Ring episode. So, what do you do with these words? I don't know. Uh, I, I think I'm very much nowadays, when it comes to older wrestlers, I take everything they say with a pinch oh, of God, salt. Yeah. I think a lot of the time you say, you think like, why is this story only just coming out now? Now with this, it's not like he's talking about something like Hogan would from 30 years ago and gone, actually, this is what happened. I've never said anything about it before. This is obviously more recent and stuff. Yeah. I completely agree with you what you said there, Andy, with regarding the accusations made towards Ric Flair. We're not going to talk really any more about no, that. Just horrendous. Enough. Yeah. Uh, all about that. But if what Rick's saying is true, and considering how heartless WWE are, I wouldn't be surprised in terms of getting him to sign things away whilst he's potentially on his deathbed. Yeah, it's, it's an awful yeah. thing to, to, to talk about. And uh, yeah, unsurprising that he probably doesn't want to do any business with them. Uh, or AW or anything anymore. He's, he's, he's doing phenomenally well with that new podcast. Yeah. Genuinely one of the best wrestling podcasts out there that isn't ours. We'll overtake we'll, we'll, we'll we'll him on the charts yeah, yeah, yeah. again. He's Don't doing worry well. About it. He's a flash in the pan, this yeah. guy. He can have his moment. Indeed. Right, let's conclude by talking about Johnny Gargano and his contract status. Uh, major update coming from No Crap, Just Sap. Sean Ross Sap of Fightful Select. Uh, you may have seen this coming out late yesterday. Uh, he signed a contract extension, but if you're a fan of Gargano in NXT, don't get your hopes up. He's effectively signed a one-week contract extension. His contract was due to expire on the 3rd of December. It now, according to reports, expires on the 10th of December, which obviously allows him to take part in War Games and anything sort of fallout-wise from that before, well, one would assume leaving the company, Andy. Yeah, shades of Adam Cole in this. It's yes. pretty much, you know, apart from them forgetting when Adam Cole's contract expired <laughs> or whatever it was, uh, 
signed the extension to work through. Johnny Gargano just being a good dude, he'd have been well within his rights to say no bugger off, but he's not. He's, he's doing a good thing. So yeah, respect to him for that. Lord knows where he ends up next. Uh, all reports suggest he's a good, easy to work with guy yeah. in these negotiations. But if I'm Johnny Gargano, I'm going to Tony Khan and going, hey, they've offered me this. What are you going to offer me? And then going to Vince and going, hey, Tony just offered me this. Yeah. And going back and forth until you get something good. That's how he, that's how this business. But yes. Yeah. And his <laughs> missus is pregnant and stuff. He's, you know, he's got to he's take got care a lot of his going family. On. So I think if he, if he does stick around in WWE and you're one of those people desperate to see him in AEW, maybe don't be horrible to him on the internet because he's just trying to look after himself, his family and his future. I'd love to see him in AEW. I mean, that would mean both halves of my favorite match of all time, Cole Gargano, two out of three falls, would both be in a new company that maybe would prioritize how sensational they are in the ring. But like you say, just a top bloke to do this yeah. sort of business. And nice to see that he's finally getting to compete in war games. I think he said that was the one thing he's not ticked off his list in NXT. And if he's on his way out of the company, he's probably getting pinned in it. Yep. So there you go. And probably, <laughs> I don't know, do something bonkers off the top of yeah. it, as we've seen many, Bin many heads. Hey, if Pat McAfee can do it, anyone can. Yeah, there you go. I've always God, said that. Pat McAfee in the ring. Anyway, uh, let's move on to your Twitter questions. At what culture? WWE, of course, you want to get in touch with us. Uh, first question today comes from Richard DeGrucci. DeGrucci. Rick. Dick. Richard. Dick says, morning, Dick. lads. Do you think MJF is the guy to end Punk's return streak, or are you in the opposite boat? Last night's interaction <laughs> may, uh, between the two solidified MGF as the guy to do it, in my opinion. Stay golden, fellas. Oh, wow. Well, Richard, I'm a man of many boats. Uh, and <laughs> in this case, I think that both are good options. I think there's good stuff you can do. Uh, if MJF is the one to beat Punk, maybe he cheats because he's MJF. He's never cheated in his life. Nope. But maybe if he cheats, that could be a good point to like really awake the dragon in Punk, bring out the the edgier side of him that is slowly emerging in recent weeks and promos and matches and whatever, whatever. So that's a good option. But also, Punk being a little bit of a cheating scamp himself kind of furthers the MJF narrative of I get screwed out of my big matches. Yeah. John Moxley, all that well, stuff. Well, this is what so. I was going to say, Andy. Uh, Richard asks a good question there, but he's kind of got it twisted. It should be, should is CM Punk the guy to end MJF Street? Because he's, he's never lost a singles match, yeah. legally. Oh, you know, Moxley wants to use an illegal move or Jericho wants to get the referee to restart. It's not how it works. Yeah. But uh, in answer to your question, no, I don't think uh, MGF should be the one to end CM Punk's streak. I think he should be the one to end CM Punk's streak and retire him because MGF is the greatest wrestler in professional wrestling today. And we all kind of know Heart it, don't we? from <laughs> Edward Shiraz Hans gives us our second question of the day. Uh, he says, with a better career on Angel Gaza... No, it's just Angel now, or Angel, isn't it, basically? Yeah, no surnames for you, pal. Being the handsome <laughs> bastards of WWE. Uh, who could be in the handsome bastards tag team of AEW, and why uh, is it Ricky Starks and Adam Cole? Oh, so many choices. There's lots of Wardlow. Wardlow's in oh, that conversation, Let's right? not forget, the tightest tits in the game, <laughs> Ethan Page. Ethan Page, absolutely. Very good-looking yeah. man. Ethan Page, the roster is full of what, Jungle Boy. Oh, Jungle Boy. When he grew out that little bit of facial hair. Oh, you cheeky bastard. <laughs> oh, be still my beating heart. The, have you seen how cut the blade is as well? Yes. Options. We got options. Yeah. Ricky Luth Starks for sure. Luther? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he looks a bit like me, so. Uh, let us know your thoughts, but yes, the obvious, the obvious one is Adam Cole, Ricky Starks, and that's the reason why I don't let 
my wife watch AW. <laughs> Wait, watch it, dear. Pornography. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Don't come in. Don't come in. <laughs> Dustin gives us our final question of the day. A nice little multiple choice. We haven't done these for a few days. Morning, guys. Would you rather take a tombstone from The Undertaker in his prime, the salt of the earth from MJF, or a pump handle slam from Rick Boogs? Oh, my God. Well, a pump handle slam would drive the wind right out of you, wouldn't mm. it? Especially coming from a just a muscle. He's just one massive muscle, Rick Boogs, <laughs> isn't he? He's solid. Um, the Heat Seeker, was that the other option? Uh, the yeah. Salt of the Earth. Salt of the Earth. Oh, yeah, MGF could probably snap my arm quite easily. So I'm going to go for The Undertaker because the tombstone looked devastating, but it was always pretty safe. Yeah, um, I don't want to become like John Oliver with uh, Adam Driver where he's like... Crush my chest, you mountain of a man. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to say MJF because it's going to get a little bit weird. So I'll go Pump Handle Slam from Rick Boogs. Boogs. Uh, as long as he plays me like a guitar as well because, yeah, that's just sensational. <laughs> Let's move on to today's and finally we reported the devastating news yesterday that Scotty Too Hotty is on the way out of WWE. And I just want to share this lovely image uh, that Rhea Ripley posted of uh, herself and Raquel Gonzalez. Carrying, look at his little face there, carrying Scotty too hotty uh, and heaping quite rightly praise on him. One of the best coaches I've ever had the privilege to train with, says Rhea Ripley. Um, I love that man and I want to, please tell me that if it's what they said is, because you know it's all that bollocks about like he's got to request his release, he can't just leave, that doesn't happen in wrestling. I'd say thanks Scott for your, for your time uh, and absolutely if you want to leave. Can we please just have one more Royal Rumble appearance? <laughs> just one. Honestly, me and Phil would rip our cocks off on stream if that That's happens. a good reason not to. That's a promise, Scotty. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts on that and all of today's news stories in the comments section. He's off below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts myself and the Daddy Boys sitting down to review AEW Dynamite a little bit later on today. Uh, plus, you can let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter. You could tweet us at WhatCultureWWE. You can follow him at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for, hey, where's Andy gone? You can follow me at Adam Will Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. But for now, my thanks to Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 